You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Welcome to American Sex, the award-winning podcast dedicated to challenging those puritanical, backward-ass ideals that we have in the U.S. I'm Sunny Megatron, and my co-host is Ken Melvoin-Berg. We're sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and ridiculous, sadistic kinksters. We're also non-monogamously married to each other. So strap in or strap one on. In this house, your pleasure is power. Your kink is customizable. And your subversive perversions are revolutionary. Welcome, my friends, to episode 206 of American Sex. I'm your host, Sunny Megatron, an American Board of Sexology certified sexologist, a sex and kink educator, host of Showtime Sex with Sunny Megatron, and a whole bunch of other stuff too. But I want to talk about what's going on this month. You know what it is, right? It is Masturbation May, aka International Masturbation Month. It's an entire month that sex-positive activists, organizations, uh, sexual health, and and pleasure advocates use to celebrate all of the benefits of self-pleasure. And there's so many, you know, from the obvious pleasure and feeling good, but also self-knowledge. Uh, it helps deepen intimacy and playfulness with partners. It challenges societal taboos and personal shame. It's a lot. And we have San Francisco sex toy shop, Good Vibrations, to thank for all of it. They declared May as National Masturbation Month in 1995 after Surgeon General Joyce and Elders was fired. And she was fired because she said that comprehensive sex education should include information about masturbation. And basically, the implication was that it's a lot healthier experimenting with yourself instead of with other people. It's better for your bodily autonomy and all sorts of stuff that, you know, we stand for here on American Sex. And by the way, if you're not familiar with the story, Dr. Joycelyn Elders, was a guest on a very early episode of American Sex. Go back to episode 12 and take a listen. That was way back when we had like really shoddy sound equipment. And I'm so sorry, Dr. Elders, like we've really upped our game. So come back and talk to us. But anyway, ever since 1995 and growing in popularity and visibility ever since, Masturbation Month serves as an opportunity to raise awareness about the benefits of self-pleasure and destigmatize it and destigmatize sexuality in general, uh, promote self-love and body power positivity and stepping into your power through pleasure and oh, all sorts of events and campaigns and conversations and classes and initiatives and podcast episodes. I'm getting to it aimed at challenging the cultural shame and misinformation surrounding masturbation are everywhere popping up like tulips during the month of May. Oh, shit, is it April? April showers moment. No, it is May popping up like tulips. And tulips is also like a, a labia pun. I don't know what my brain just did there, but I like it. Anyway, May isn't over yet, as you see. So this episode, we welcome guest Jessica Drake. She joins us to talk about mutual masturbation. And that topic incorporates so much, even solo pleasure too. So if you're you know, without a partner and you're like, oh, I don't know, no, stick around. There's a lot here for you too. 
quick roadmap of some of the major points in our conversation, we unpack the reasons that so many of us feel ashamed, not just by self-pleasuring in front of a partner, but self-pleasuring in general. Jessica gives tips for getting out of our heads and into our bodies, for becoming truly comfortable and confident in exploring in ways that prioritize our own pleasure, you know, without the feelings of guilt or, oh, I feel so selfish, it's all about me, or feeling dirty or or awkward because we haven't yet figured out what the heck we want or even how to do it. And of course, we talk about bringing a partner in, the benefits to your well-being and your relationship and your intimacy, plus how to introduce things like toys, lubes, porn, taboo fantasies, dirty talk, and also communicating with our partners in ways that feel validating and diffuse our insecurities around self-pleasure. One thing, though, about this conversation, I want to tell you how special it was and how thankful and flattered I am for it. This is one of the first media appearances that Jessica Drake has done in a long ass time. And I'm so honored she chose to sit down with me for it. And also brace yourself for kind of a little exclusive sneak peek. Uh, There's something new that's dropping from Wicked Sensuals and I'm super stoked about it. That's all I can say. You'll get a little bit more later on in the conversation. And for those of you who haven't met Jessica Drake, let me introduce you. Award-winning performer, sex worker, sex educator, and the creator and producer of Jessica Drake's Guide to Wicked Sex, an award-winning educational series that delivers shame-free, consent-based sex ed. She's been in the adult industry for 20 years and uses her real-life experience to advocate for sex worker rights. She also occupies board positions with two nonprofits, Feed the Streets and Tending the Garden. And currently, she is emerging from a three-year cocoon and is redefining her core purpose and mission, discovering the freedom that comes from possessing less fucks. Yes! Oh, I love everything about that. But before we go there, we got to wash the balls real quick, which is housekeeping here on American Sex. Oh, my ball-washing noise. In other words... It's when I briefly tell you about other need-to-know things, but no worry, it'll be fast, 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 and even maybe kind of fun because we're subbing up the twins. And before you hit fast forward, there are some free things too. So maybe stick around for just a sec. So first, did you know American Sex has a kink-friendly Discord server where you can continue these eye-opening, shame-busting conversations and learn from others? Yeah, and it is free to join. Plus... I've got free, there's that word again, free, I love that word, it's my favorite word, free kink negotiation and scene starter mini workbook for you that you can download and use. And again, that's free. And you're like, okay, I've heard the word free 8,000 times, but where? Easy. Go to the episode description and whatever podcast player you're listening to now, or look for this episode 206 at americansexpodcast.com. You'll find all the links to the Discord, to the the mini workbook, also our episode sponsors, other discounts on pleasure products and BDSM gear, all of Jessica's links and information, plus the link to our Patreon page where you will get to see the video from this episode, me and Jessica talking face to face. Also, those videos, and you can see other guests too. And you get like little behind the scenes stuff and things that don't make it on to the audio version, plus they're sponsor free. And there's no intro. So like, you don't even get to hear this. 
which maybe you like it. So, you know, I hope you do. <laughs> anyway, I want to give a shout out too to my other podcast, Open Deeply, that I co-host with sex positive licensed marriage and family therapist, Kate Larie. And just like how here on American Sex, we talk about all sorts of sexuality related things with a heavy emphasis on kink and Open Deeply, our emphasis is on consensual non-monogamy. So I think a lot of you'll dig it. Check it out. The link's in the show notes or search Open Deeply on whatever your favorite streaming service is. And don't forget to hit subscribe. And if you're like, you know what, Sunny Megatron, uh, you're all right. I, I kind of like you. I really dig your guest conversations and the other stuff that you do. Uh, first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And secondly, I would love if you could give this podcast a review, just in whatever streaming service you're listening to right now. Also, when you're there, hit that subscribe button too. You know, your support is always appreciated and it's also valuable because of suppression and social media and internet censorship and, you know, if anything sex related online. And those are the places where we reach potential new listeners. So that support can include something as simple as spreading the word about American sex. Tell your friends, uh, tweet out your favorite episode, link to it and your favorite sex positive subreddit. If someone has a question, you're like, oh, this episode has the perfect answer to your question. Uh, all of that stuff is super appreciated. And uh, thank you. And real quick, I just read something uh, that's kind of fucked up. I just want to let you know about speaking of censorship. Holly Randall Unfiltered, an amazing podcast. I've run promos for Holly on this show before. We're also part of the same podcast network, Pleasure Podcast. Love, love, love Holly and the show. Uh, had an episode. It's also a video podcast. So had an episode on YouTube with a journalist from Reason Magazine, is Elizabeth Nolan Brown. And the topic was debunking myths spread by anti-sex work activists and by mainstream media and by politicians and, you know, all the people about sex trafficking. We've done episodes like that on this show. That's a huge, really important topic. YouTube took down the episode saying that it was due to a to violation of policies that are against harmful conspiracy theories. So it's a whole thing. I'm going to put an article in the show notes where you can read more about it. But I wanted to let you know, like, this stuff, again, we talk about it. You've heard episodes where, where we have really dug into the suppression of sexuality, uh, censorship online, how that's tied into politics, you know, the whole big thing. It's a whole big thing. You know, I want to let you know. This stuff is still happening. Just because I don't talk about it every week doesn't mean it's not there. So, yeah, it's... Ah. Anyway, that's enough of that. These balls are clean. There's the clean, sparkly noise. Here is Jessica Drake on Mutual and Solo Masturbation. Jessica Drake... Oh my goodness. I am so, 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 so happy we're having this conversation. And I love you. How are you? I'm good. And I'm happy we're having this conversation as well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yay, yay, yay. So 
I don't know. Do we need like some foreplay for this conversation? Should we just <laughs> jump right into the mutual masturbation? How you feeling? I feel great about this. I think uh, mutual masturbation is something that you can sort of just dive right into. Okay. Okay. That yeah, that works. That it. works. So let's start with because there's a whole there's so much with mutual masturbation and like so much of it I think is like inside our own heads and our own hangups oh, yeah. and our own shame and our own blah, 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 all the things. But let's start with the basics is what exactly is the definition of mutual masturbation? Because I hear two different ones. Which one's right? <laughs> well, I don't know if there is a right or a normal way to do anything. But for me, Mutual masturbation is when you're in the same space as a partner and you're both experiencing self-pleasure in whatever form turns you on. Um, most people sort of tend to think of that as it, it humans are like interacting sexually and they're not touching their other person, but they're touching themselves but the other person can see them. Right. So that's how most people think of it, I think. Yeah, and that's that's how I thought of it. And then I was like, of course, I'm like, I'm going to be a, a good podcast host and do a little research on the internet. And some people are like, what's well, when you have hand sex? I'm like, that's just sex. That's non-penetrative part of what I, I don't know. But you know what? Right. Like you said, there is no normal. We all have our own definitions. I say kink is customizable. And I guess pretty much everything is customizable. So masturbation is customizable. Exactly. Exactly. So, all right. Mutual masturbation. I'm going to relate this back to to my own experiences, I was a, a late bloomer, both like kink wise and sexually. And I had my hangups and my shame and my, you know, don't look at me with the lights on, you know. And uh, that's a huge one. You know, I know back for myself when I was in that position in life, I was, I was like, no way can I just lay there and do what is supposed to be so private in front of that. I mean, to me, it was like, might as well just squat down and take a big shit and let you like, I'm not doing this is a <laughs> private thing. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, and so that is I hear that as a common theme for folks. Why yeah. do so many people have, um, and I hate the word hangups, but I'll own it for me. For me, it was a hangup. Uh, yeah. Over mutual masturbation, why is it so hard to do? Well, I, I kind of think that it has something to do with the same shame that people feel around using toys with their partner. I feel like a lot of the time folks feel like maybe if their partner needs to masturbate to experience pleasure that they personally aren't doing enough. So maybe it, it plays into their insecurities. Um, and I also think some folks are, are, are body conscious. Some people don't want to be in the bright light. Some people don't want their partner or lover to see what really gets them off because like, listen, and I'm here, personal disclosure here. I can get myself off. Like, I don't know, in a tanning bed or a dressing room in like, 30, 45 seconds. But mm -hmm. if I'm masturbating in front of another human being, as much as I don't want this to happen, there's always something in the back of my mind like, what's my face look like right now? Like, yes. <laughs> what, what am I doing? Is this person going to think I'm really weird for doing XYZ? And then if I go further back into my life, so 
So pre-porn, uh-huh. um, I I was with someone for a fairly lengthy relationship, and although I loved our sexual experiences. I would take advantage of the fact that he would get up and go to the bathroom and have a shower. And I just either rub another one out or buzz another one out, whatever. Um, I should also say, like, I come from a very conservative religious background. Um, I'm from East Texas. I was raised Jehovah's Witness. Um, Just a lot of shame and misinformation and no information about Uh pleasure-based sex. So like I always had weird feelings about masturbation to begin with. So back to the time I'm buzzing one out and he's in the shower. All of a sudden, for some reason, he comes out of the shower because he's, I don't know, forgotten to take off his watch or something. Um, And I'm like (sighs) mid-orgasm in the bed. And my brain went a lot of different ways, right? Because I wanted to keep going because I was in like the throes of passion. (laughs) But at the same time, I felt very inconsiderate. (laughs) And I also, I also felt a lot of, in that moment, I also felt a lot of guilt and shame. Like I felt like I shouldn't be doing it. And I felt his, and like, this is me projecting, but I felt his discomfort with the situation. Um, that wasn't actually the case at all because he sort of positioned himself up against the, you know, the bathroom counter or whatever and told me to keep going. Um, and I wasn't really comfortable doing it, but at the same time, like he had really just interrupted a great big orgasm. And so I went with it and we absolutely use that as an opportunity to do more in front of one another. And I always knew that I liked seeing people with penises jerk them off. Like I've mm-hmm. always, always loved that. And so that was sort of the, the foot in the door. And that's what gave way to mutual masturbation for me. And then further down the line, like when I started to get into the educational side, I really learned that it can be such a how-to guide for your partner. So when I talk to people, I'm like, hey, you want the insider secrets? Like real, real tips? Watch the masturbate. Life-changing. Life-changing. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because I can resonate with so much of what you said. And part of it for me, like on, on my whole sexual journey, I felt guilty that I was being selfish. That was part of it, that I was fully embodying my own pleasure. Like, I didn't know how to do that. Like, I was I was socialized to put other people first, put other people's pleasure first, to, you know, I at that point in my life, I was only in het relationships. So it was always like, oh, yeah, he would always orgasm. I probably wouldn't. So there's that whole orgasm gap thing for the cishet couples. Um, and it was it was really hard for me, one, to just own the fact that I could completely let go into something that was just for me. Um, and also then once I realized like, okay, maybe I can do that. Maybe, maybe that is for me. Then I was like, oh shit, I have another problem. Cause I have no idea what I even like or what I even want because I've never been given that opportunity to explore it. Um, so have you heard other folks talk about those sorts of things and are there 
any ways that you would suggest or tips for folks to to like undo that thinking or overcome some of that? Yeah, I mean, look, a lot of people I feel like they have also not been given that opportunity. So as a result, they're not really sure how to get started or or they they just they just don't know what to do. You know, like they just I don't know. Um, for me, being way younger, I sort of always went with what felt good to my body. Um, when I was learning my body and learning what gave me pleasure, it was definitely a really lengthy experience. Um, I would get really excited about certain parts of my body and then I would like get mad at myself or upset with myself. You know, I was curious about anal sex from a really young age. Um, I jumped on anything that would vibrate. Like once I discovered that vibrations feel good, I was like all over the house going, what in this room can get me off? Um, (laughs) But but when I talk to people who, who are new to masturbating in general, like let's take mutual masturbation out of the conversation for now, but just masturbating in general, I, I encourage them to think about the sensations that they want. Like think about the sensations that will get them off or turn them on or things that they want to explore to get them in a good head space first. And if that means looking at erotica in like all different kinds, right? It could be reading a book. It could be looking at pictures. It could be watching porn too. Um, just to get get really turned on because then I find that folks have an easier time exploring their bodies, right? And like every new sex act, yeah, do it alone first before you bring it into the room with your partner, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just recommend if, if you haven't really been into it before, just touch your body. Put your hands on your body, pay attention to the different sensations, different pressure. If you're landing on a spot that feels super good, the goal doesn't have to be to have like a massive orgasm or any orgasm at all for that matter. But like, if, if it feels good, keep doing it, you know? And if you, if you decide that you want to experiment with a little penetration by all means, like just start slow and see where it takes you. You know, I think it's definitely a journey. I've also told people sometimes to stand in front of a mirror when they do it, like, because it sort of makes them feel a, just a bit detached from what they're doing because they're looking at it, oh, right? Okay. And so they're just looking at it and they can move around and they can touch themselves. And some people get really turned on watching themselves masturbate. So mm-hmm. yeah, wh- whatever works. Like, I don't think there's any... I don't think there's any wrong way to start masturbating um, as long as whoever you're doing it in front of is, has consented to it. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Let's unpack one thing that I know is a common thought that just, and I guess I used to think this too. And now I'm like, no, um, is that masturbation is the second best, you know, if you can't get the real thing, you'll have to settle for masturbation. I don't know, for me, I'm my, I'm sorry, I'm my best lover. Uh, you know, um, so let's, let's unpack that a bit. Like, why do <laughs> we think that? And how do we unthink that? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I think 
we think it because we're conditioned to think it, right? Like it's stuff that society tells us. It's the expectation for people to be in a partnered relationship or to be a part of a couple or something to to be fulfilled, right? You need another person, society tells us to be fulfilled. Um, but I mean, I, I am also some of my best sex that I've ever had. And I think that, I think there's a few things here. Like there's a few components of this conversation. On one hand, yes, I am the best sex that I've ever had. Um, I know my body really well. Uh, if something isn't working, I don't have to to figure out a way to tell myself it's not working without hurting my feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I just switch things up and do it differently. Um, but I, but I also think that, especially right now, right in the past few years, as as we have moved through a global pandemic, I think that. Like we did a sur- Wicked Sensual Care did a pleasure survey a while back about well about a lot of things, but one of the questions was, do you find that you are that you were masturbating or experiencing self pleasure more about the same or less during the pandemic? And everybody was saying less, right? Because many people were scared, stressed out, not feeling super sexy. And I'm wondering if we're sort of, as we move away from that, we're just looking for the connection of other people. Uh And I I want to acknowledge that. And I also think that we can still be our own best sex ever. Um, It's definitely, it's definitely possible. But I also see people just really needing that skin to skin connection. Um, You know, there's a lot of talk about skin hunger and touch Uh deprivation and all of that. And I think that's where that's where people are right now, you know. Yeah. And I think it's a journey. So, so let's do it together. Let's, yes, let's do it yeah. Together. <laughs> okay. First of all, I find that fascinating. I didn't know about the the wicked study, but yeah, I mean, I have been seeing the same thing, and I, and I'm I you know my, like the the amateur sexual culture cultural anthropologist in me is like, why 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 are we here? Why why are we here right now? You know, <laughs> what are the factors? And it's like I, you know I'm seeing that in a lot of Gen Z folks. Like I think that just culturally, for a lot of reasons outside the pandemic, that's where they're at in their own personal journey, having more of that connection outside of a sexual connection, not that sexual connection is any less valuable or you know, just different kind of connection. Um, yeah. But yeah, pandemic stuff has has like, womp, womp. and it's interesting, though, because I have, um, I'm also the editor in chief of Zipper magazine, that's a magazine about kink. And, and we have been doing a deep dive into the um, the new sex trend, which I do in finger quotes for those who can't see me because I hate new sex trend. It's so, <laughs> I don't know, that's my hook to get you to click on my stuff. Um, but the, the concept of gooning, where people do extreme edging for hours, you know, sometimes even days and get in this almost like meditative state in their, their masturbation. And the fact that so much of this is happening online, but it's also happened, even though like it's masturbating as a solo activity, there's a lot of community behind that. Like people are getting together on Zoom and, uh, you know, and 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 sharing this solo experience together. And I'm just like, that is a like the, the you know, the the cultural anthropologist part of my brain is like 
exploding and having an orgasm all at the same time being fascinated by that like why oh my god it's so interesting it um, is yeah i don't know what it means but <laughs> it's something to go wow cool over but it's fascinating it is it is I'm so sick of takeout or popping processed, who knows what kind of food, into the microwave for dinner every single night. You too? No, but I don't have the time or the energy to plan and to cook my own home-cooked meals. You too again, right? Well, luckily, I found a solution. Wait, not you too this time? Oh, listen, let me tell you about the number one meal kit for eating well. It's Green Chef. They deliver fresh food to my door, packaged by the meal with easy recipe cards to follow. And Ken and I, we have to follow particular diets. He's vegetarian and I have to stay away from gluten. And that's not a problem with Green Chef. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, high protein, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef has got you. Oh, and they've got plenty of customization options too. Now, let me loop back to the fresh and easy part. First, the food itself. Seasonal organic produce and unique farm fresh ingredients like rainbow carrots, bok choy, kale, zucchini, peppers, cabbage, olives, like you name it. Oh, and if you're a meat eater, USDA certified organic beef, chicken, salmon, etc. I'm talking quality. And so easy to whip up a delicious home-cooked meal in minutes. The veggies are all pre-chopped and ready to go. So are all the other ingredients, sauces, spices, dressings, all of it prepped and pre-portioned for you. And you've got quick breakfast, 10 minute low prep and nutritious lunches to choose from too. In fact, you can choose from over 50 weekly menu and market items with the option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences in the same box without changing your plan. So you can be keto one day, vegan the next, whatever you want. And for you, I've always got the goods. Go to greenchef.com slash sunny60. That's S-U-N-N-Y six zero. And use the code sunny60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's right, 60% off plus free shipping when you use the code sunny60 at greenchef.com slash sunny60. to learning how to masturbate, not just for yourself, but you know, bringing another person into it. One of the hangups that I have, and I hear a lot of people say is like, you know, one, you might discover something by watching me. And again, this is probably like we're writing our own narrative and just projecting and, you know, assuming what they're going to think, but we think that they are going to think oh my goodness, they actually get off that way. And that is totally the opposite of what I do. And why haven't they ever told me? And they've just letting me been like rubbing the left side of their labia when I haven't seen them do it once, you know, <laughs> or I'm going to do something that's like super kinky. Um, you know, maybe I'm going to stick a thumb in my butt or, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to lick a pair of shoes. And I just feel so embarrassed about that because I've never shared that with my partner, but that's really the way I get off alone. So how do we overcome that, 
I guess it is, you know, self that narrative we're writing that we're going to end up inadvertently showing up our partners and making them feel bad. Yeah. I mean, I think we get stuck in our heads a lot of the time with thoughts like that. And I think it's really important for people to remember that they're probably having the same thoughts as well. Right. So I think that the, in this case, and in most cases, the benefit way outweighs the risk of like shock or shame or embarrassment or whatever, because that secret thing that you do right before you come, whether it's, you know, you're talking dirty to yourself, saying a a word that just really pushes you over the edge or, or just rubbing yourself the right way to get you off. You know, I think that it's just such a beautiful gift that you can give another person and think of it this way. If you, however long it's been that, that you have not been able to find the words to tell your partner what it is you're really looking for and how you really like to be touched, take this opportunity to do it. You don't have to say a word. There is no uncomfortable conversation. You are just going to show them how it's done. (laughs) And, and it could even be to them. Like it could even feel like they, they've unlocked this secret thing, right. By, by watching you, right. By Mm -hmm. watching you. So, I mean, I think it's, I think it's really worth it. And I think that's where mutual masturbation comes in. If you're both sort of doing it at the same time and watching each other because it's super hot. I'm a voyeur by nature. Like sometimes I get so overwhelmed. All I can do is watch. Like I have to detach myself from the sexual experience and just like look at what's going on. I'm like, I just want (laughs) to take it all in um, and then take it all in. Right. Literally Um, and figuratively. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I, I just think that it's, it is really uh, the one of the best gifts that you can give your lover, person, partner, whatever. Uh-huh. Know, just give, give them that knowledge yeah. that, that your words can't convey. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm, uh, we call our listeners American fuckers, you know, if American fuckers <laughs> listening and they're like, mm, I was really nervous about, about doing this, but I think I might be ready to like take that plunge and take that step yeah. and, and work on doing this with my partner. But okay, really, what are the benefits? Yeah, okay, we have this connection. It's hot. We're doing something new, novelty. Okay, that's great. But what are the other benefits of doing this together that maybe we don't really, you know, see right away? That's a good question. I think that's going to probably vary from person to person. Um, we know that orgasms uh, release those feel-good chemicals in our brain. We know that they can be bonding, you know, helps us sleep better, reduces stress. Like there's a ton of health benefits from, from having orgasms and experiencing closeness with another person. But I mean, I think really it's going to be up to the individuals, up to the American fuckers out there to discover what, what makes that a really cool thing between them and their partner. Maybe you're discovering something about your person that you don't already know, Uh or maybe you're discovering something about yourself that you don't already know. Maybe you're way more of a warrior than you think you are, but the only way to find out is to try. So Uh just give it a try. Yes. Yes. I think like for me, one of the, the huge benefits of just decoupling shame with masturbation in a partnered scenario was the not having to hide and also Mm. was the 
not having to, I don't know, feel guilty or like I'm letting my partner down if I'm not in the mood and I can't do that for like, you know, it's just now I live a life where before I would live a life if I was going to masturbate, it would be like partners in the shower. Nobody knows could do it real quick. And it's like it's my secret. Just you, <laughs> me, myself and I, we deserve this. And now it's like, hey, I'm kind of horny. I know you're tired. Do you, do you mind if I just like lay next to you with my vibrators? Is it going to bother you? Oh, no. Cool. Go ahead. Cool. With no obligation like, oh, I'm tired, but I should probably reach over and grab their boob. They want me to part. I mean, we yeah. just do what we do with with no shame, no, you know, with complete respect, with complete, you know, not writing our own narrative. Like, they're really passively, aggressively telling me they want to have sex by masturbating. Like, you know, it's just everything's on the table the way it is. And oh, to me, that's magic. You know, you're absolutely right. I had a partner do that with me for the first time in my whole entire life, um, only like two years ago. And we were on a trip and we had gone out and we had had a couple of drinks and, you know, I was just tired and it was late and I was kind of over it and they had a vibrator. And I was like, that is so cool. Like I am, I am so good with this. And, and it was great. And they really gave me permission to, to feel, to feel okay about not wanting to do anything, which was lovely. Um, and it was just like a very genuine, real feeling experience. So yeah, yeah absolutely. More That's a really of that. great benefit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's amazing. It really is amazing. All right. So, um, let's say again, I'm gonna put myself <laughs> in the mind of the American fucker who's like, "All right, cool. You know, I oh, I overcame. Like, all right, I know some of the benefits. I know, you know, some of why this is good. I actually want to do this." But I don't know if my partner's on board. I don't know how to bring it up to them. I don't know the first way to start. Do I just like dive all in like with my own personal in-person, you know, POV cam show? Or can we like tippy toe (laughs) into this? Like, what are some options I have for like dipping my toe in the water or my dipping my clit in the water? I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Dipping my fingers in the water. Exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, I mean, like, like just about everything, user experiences may vary. Um, I always tell people it all depends on the type of relationship that you have, but at the same time, don't think that you always know exactly the type of relationship that you have. Some people are more comfortable incorporating whatever they want to do in bed when they're already in bed. I'm not one of those people, right? Like, well, I guess I can be sometimes in the heat of the moment, but some folks like to incorporate it into their dirty talk. Like someone would tell the other person, oh, touch yourself for me. I think that would be so hot when they're already in the act of having some type of sexual activity. Um, Other people are, they find that they're better suited to having an actual conversation about the thing. Um, I was using air quotes for anybody that's not seeing me, but like, (laughs) and I guess I should say like an capital A actual capital C conversation. Um, And this would be done like outside the bedroom. 
And this is good if you're used to having very open, honest, you know, straightforward conversations with sex with your partner about likes and dislikes and fantasies and things that you want to try and things that you're afraid of and and your feels, right? Uh So if you have that type of relationship and that comfortability, then yeah, you can tell your partner that you think it would be super hot if you tried mutual masturbation. Um, Or when you're in the act, you can just start trying to touch your body and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. Many Mm -hmm. ways to get this done. You know, I so love and appreciate the fact that you brought up the option of like, if you're comfortable having the actual conversation or not. And, you know, it's like, of course, in our industry, we talk a lot about consent and, you know, you know, consent is fries and all of that stuff. And, and we say like, Mm. sit down and have the conversation. And sure, in a, an ideal textbook situation, we would sit down outside of the bedroom and explicitly use the words to, you know, um, But in real life, relationships and consent are complicated and nuanced and not textbook. And it's like, you know, no, not saying just like, just do whatever you want. No consent. But yeah, we do have those relationships where it is hard to say something or we have that that sort of unsaid or unspoken rule of like that passive consent, like, I'm just gonna try stuff, you know, gently ease into it. And if you're like, Mm-mm, then I'll back off. And it's like, for some folks, that's okay. And, yeah. you know, I'm I'm not at all poo pooing consent, because consent is everything. But I appreciate the fact that we're not always having these oversimplified textbook conversations about consent because yeah it's complicated yeah super nuanced when we talk about that kind of stuff so i mean and obviously if you are not in a relationship with a person please do not start masturbating in front of them if you do have some type of understanding (laughs) like in no way are we saying mutual masturbation is okay with just no one who expects it or like don't go to Ralph's and whip it out or whatever grocery store you have where you live. Like don't Mm -hmm. do that, please. Yes. No, no (laughs) masturbating in the Ralph's, please. That's our, that's our very important disclaimer. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So, uh, let's say I get off to porn and maybe it's a secret for my partner. Maybe it's not. I don't know. You know, there's all different scenarios. Um, or, you know, maybe my partner's like, hey, I want to get off to some porn. And the porn they're getting off to is just not my thing. Um, so how do we have that, that porn conversation, that introducing the watching porn together? Because that's a whole nother level of like, oh, my God, if my partner finds out that I like cuckold clown porn i'm gonna be mortified what are they gonna think of me they're gonna you know have a different what what does this mean about my identity and you know my relationship and oh god um hong kong you know cuckold clowns uh and cream ties because that goes with the whole cuckold clown thing of course anyway (laughs) um so how do we broach that like the introducing the porn yeah um that's really complicated. It is a really complicated thing. And I'm going to I'm going to speak on this as someone who has done porn as a performer, 
has produced porn as a, as a director and a creator, um, as someone who is also a consumer of porn, because I really like it, think it's hot. I have my own genres that I'm definitely into. Some I have shared with partners, some I have not shared with partners. Masturbation May is the perfect time to bone up on pleasure education. You know, after all, our pleasure preferences and those of our partners are always changing. Why? Because that's human nature. Our curiosities lead us down new paths over and over again. So this month, you're invited to celebrate with Beducated. Learn new techniques and revel in shame-free pleasure with access to their full library. Now that's over a hundred online courses on sexual health and intimacy led by the world's top experts. And you can really celebrate with 50% off using my special code, SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y. For International Masturbation Month, Beducated has gone back to basics. Talking about masturbation is still pretty taboo. Questions about the basics, like how much masturbation is too much, or how do I masturbate when I have a really sensitive clitoris? Those are way more common than you'd expect. And Beducated courses can help you discover what you specifically like for better orgasms, uh, help you become a more confident lover, and help you develop new skills to make you a better receiver and a better giver. So kick off your journey to sexual happiness today with 50% off your Beducated membership, which gives you access to their full library. Everything from kink, tantra, exploring sex toys, dating, communication with your partner, shibari, and so, so much more from renowned educators that you know and love. Many have even been guests on this podcast. Some of Beducated's classes that are perfect for Masturbation May are self-pleasure journey, squirting, yoni massage, G-spot bliss, semen retention, handjob mastery, solving premature ejaculation, and a bunch more. So here's the scoop. During May only, you can get 50% off the Beducated Yearly Pass using my coupon code SUNNY. Again, that's only during the month of May, but the other months, that code will still get you 40% off the yearly pass too. Also, you get to try all of Beducated's courses for one day for free and you won't get charged for the first 24 hours so you can cancel at any time. So invest in your love life and join Beducated now from just $8.33 a month in May. And if you start after May, it's 40% off at B-E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D dot com or hit the link in our episode description and don't forget to use my code SUNNY. Hey, summer is almost here and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure that you or your hairy special someone is ready for the wild. Now, it doesn't matter if your aesthetic is clean shaven or it's kind of sasquatchy. You go lay yourself out on that beach towel with pride. But you know, I'm thinking, even those hairy bears amongst us, they feel their best when they're well-groomed and smelling good. So it's time to get ready for a hot summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y. 
What's gonna get you ready? Well, how about the Perfect Package 4.0 kit? It comes with the Essential Lawnmower 4.0, which is a waterproof cordless body trimmer, plus a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. And whether you're trimming up your chest or your treasures down below, this is the best trimmer on the market. It has a ceramic blade that is designed to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology. And I'll tell you a little secret. Uh, not only does Ken have one, I've got one of my own too. From my legs to my pits and everywhere in between, it is amazing. The Perfect Package 4.0 also comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Plus you get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, that's a $39 value, and High Performance Reduced Chafing Manscaped Boxers. So. Get on going. Get your 20% off and free shipping with the code SUNNY at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code SUNNY at manscaped.com. I'm going to speak on this as someone who has done porn as a performer, has produced porn as a, as a director and a creator, um, as someone who is also a consumer of porn, because I really like it, think it's hot. I have my own genres that I'm definitely into. Some I have shared with partners, some I have not shared with partners. So, and I, I also want to just say that ethical, ethical porn, I'm using air quotes here, um, ethical porn is sort of a trendy buzzwordy thing that everybody wants to talk about now. Mm -hmm. Some people want to talk about it so they can release some of the guilt and shame that they have about watching it. Um, and I don't, that's a, I think that's a whole nother episode. Really? Mm -hmm. I think it's a whole nother episode. So you'll have to come back. Oh no. (laughs) Two episodes with Jessica. What will I do? Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I did that on purpose. I did it on purpose. Um, but no, when, when we're talking about ethical porn, uh-huh. what I mean when I say ethical porn is that people are being treated the way that people should be treated, right? And that involves things like knowing the performers are in a safe, comfortable environment and they've consented to everything that they're doing, in the, they're paid a fair wage, that they're fed, that they have somewhere to shower, also that everybody is very transparent about the project. Like you don't shoot a scene with performers and then rename it something really derogatory later, right? Like that's not cool. Or you don't shoot a scene that's meant for a particular website and then the performer signs the rights over to it and then you put it on 10 different sites and then on a DVD because people are still doing that. Right. Um, you know, so it's just really all about treating people the way they should be treated. That's very general blanket right. statement. Um, and and people people want to know how they can make sure that the porn they're consuming is ethical porn. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, it's very hard. It's very hard thing to do. Um, the first thing people can do is pay for their porn mm-hmm. and understand that porn is something that folks should pay for. That's the first thing. Um, and also just like familiarize yourself with performers, directors, and even studios, especially like the smaller indie studios, queer studios are fantastic. Yes. Um, and just pay attention to their social medias. 
the way performers are talking about them, watch behind the scenes. And that's a great way to choose the porn that you're watching uh-huh. to masturbate to. Now, after that, like after you're like choosing ethical porn for your viewing pleasure, there are a bunch of different ways to introduce it to your partner. And also, I think it's really, for me, important to understand and think about and talk about the fact that your partner might not want to show you the kinkiest thing that they're into. And that's okay. Sometimes things, fantasies, whatever, are better left up here. You do not have to share everything. Some people are like, oh, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, I want to know it all. No, you don't. (laughs) I assure you. You do not want to know 100% of everything. So, you know, show your partner the porn that you're comfortable showing your partner. And I think if you're in a relationship with somebody that you know is comfortable with watching porn already, this is obviously going to be much easier. Uh Um, I do talk to people who have an issue with their partner watching porn and they're like, well, I don't even want to watch it with them. Like they're just so turned off by the fact that their partner watches porn because they think it's gross or whatever. They don't, they're not even willing to engage in watching it with them. And I think a lot of that just has to do a lot of misinformation and a lot of insecurities. And I think communication is really important. And I also just want to say, if your partner is watching porn in secret and you're missing something because of it, that's a whole separate conversation. Uh And that's a sign of other things going on in the relationship. You know, not that there's anything wrong with watching porn in secret on your own time. But like if you're running out to your car and sitting in your car in the garage and jerking off and your partner wants attention on the couch, it's probably not cool. So. Yeah, yeah. Like when when it interf- when your porn interferes with like basic yeah. stuff, then it's like, okay, yeah. wait a minute. But I love that you brought up the fact that some things are better left as fantasies. And you know, whether that's a fantasy, that's like, I'm going to keep that as my own personal secret, because I don't have to divulge every last little dirty thought I have. Um, But also just the fact that and I think this, this, this has a place in this mutual masturbation conversation. And I'll, I'll bring this back to like relating to one of my personal experiences in kink. I am a dominant, right? I uh, do not like, uh, you know, and I've, it's not like I've never done submissive things. I've, you know, been a submissive. I've, I do some things that would be considered bottoming for sure, even if I do them in a kind of a dominant way, you know. I do not like any kind of restraint. I do not like to be the subject of bondage or to be held down, to be restrained, to be covered up like full on panic mode. However, when I masturbate in a lot of my fantasies, I'm submissive and I am tied the fuck up. And so it's like right there. I think it is so hot to think about. Don't you ever think about actually doing it to me? And it's like 
that was really hard for me to overcome when I started getting comfortable talking to my partners of not only just like, what are your fantasies, but then bringing those fantasies into our, you know, dirty talk, our mutual masturbation or this, you know, because it's like, yeah, when when you're doing mutual masturbation, maybe your partner's like saying some dirty talk fantasy things to you and you're listening or whatever. And and to try to explain I don't really like this in real life, but please tell me how I'm being tied up by 15 dirty old men. Three of them are clowns. You know? (laughs) I see a theme here. Exactly. I I don't know what you're talking about, Hong Kong. Anyway, (laughs) you know, the thing about clowns, like when you're giving them blowjobs, they taste funny. Sorry, I had to. I had to. I'll think about that for days. I'm going to think about that for days. Oh, Oh, God. But, you know, how? No, I know. I'm like, who? I needed that workout. I did. I did. Um, And I think that's really hard for a lot of people to wrap their heads around. It's like, I can have a fantasy that I actually not just don't want to do, but I will punch you in the face if you even think about doing it to me. Um, So let's talk about that. How do we reconcile that within ourselves or even like explain to our partners like, okay, this is one we're just going to like talk about. It's weird for people, that concept. Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, I think it's weird for, for people in the context of maybe acknowledging it and conveying it to one another. Right. I don't necessarily think that it's weird to people on an individual level because I I think that uh, many, if not most, of my friends have different fantasies that we've even talked about that they don't want to do, but it really just gets them off, like myself uh-huh. included. Um, and I don't I don't think that that's awkward or weird. I tell people all the time. If you're talking dirty with your partner in bed about them getting fucked by someone else (laughs) and like they're cool, they're into it, whatever, you can kind of have like a little pillow talk conversation afterwards, you know, and, and just ask them how they felt about that kind of gives them an opportunity to be like, Hey, yeah, that's cool, but I would never do it in like, you know, the real world or whatever. Um, and I, I think that expressing it to people is the challenge. I don't yeah. think us understanding it is the challenge at all. I think once we're comfortable with the idea that no matter what we're into, with very few exceptions, very, there are a few exceptions, but very few exceptions, whatever gets you off, it's cool. It's yeah. all right. It's not bizarre. I mean, maybe it's a little bizarre, but no judgment, you know, like we're all into different stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and it's like that, you know, catch 22, Murphy's Law, whatever. It's like the thing that is so taboo that when we're not horny, we're like, that's disgusting. Ew, (laughs) wait until we're a little horny. We're like, bring it closer. (laughs) (laughs) And then afterwards, we're like, what what kind of like pornado did I just fall into? (laughs) Who am I? But it was hot. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That that was a thing with me. And that was a thing with me before I got into porn. Um, the first time I ever saw porn, I was too young to have watched it. Um, and people who are not of age should definitely not be watching porn. 
Um, but I was at a boyfriend's house and I found a movie that belonged to his dad. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and watched it and it was uh, Andrew Blake's House of Dreams. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. Absolutely imprinted. But what it, what it did for me was uh, before I had seen it, I was already with no like outside motivation, stimulation, nothing. My brain was already thinking of some pretty kinky stuff. And when I watched this movie, I felt a sense of relief. Um, I felt less guilty about thinking about those things. Um, And I could pull from those things when I was masturbating. And it would give me no shame because my brain was like, other people have done this. There are other women who feel the same way or like the same thing or whatever. So in that instance, porn was sort of normalizing the things that I already had inside me for for some strange reason. Um, And I also want to say this, I think it's really important um, in the context of this discussion, the whole thing about porn with mutual masturbation or ethical porn or the use of porn at all is when we're using it within a relationship, right? Really when we're using it with ourselves as well, the most important thing to acknowledge is that it's fantasy. And sometimes I feel like that goes without saying because of the, like the audience that I currently have or the people that I'm talking to or the room that I'm in or whatever, but it never ceases to amaze me. I will be in a certain position with people who have either been in the business and fringe in the business or have known me really well, and they are still surprised by things. So I just think that porn literacy is so important. It's one of the things that I speak about at universities the most is just start talking about how it is a fantasy. And I don't even like to say like, oh, porn is not real. Because any movie I ever shot, like any sex act I ever did, it was very real to me at that time. You right. know? It may not have been realistic had I tried to go home and do the exact same thing with a civilian partner, right? Or or maybe it would be, you know, but just to acknowledge that porn we are in porn, we are bendy paid professionals. I love that. We're very bendy. We're very flexible. We're, we're paid professionals. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think that, you know, there's a lot of things when it comes to, to sex that it's really kind of like, well, it's, basic logic that the people trying to logic it that are, you know, like springs are popping out of our brains because it's about sex and logic goes out the window. If it were the same thing in a vanilla situation, we could logic that shit out. No problem. But like, you know, so I, I tell folks, it's like, yeah, it's just like, we wouldn't expect our relationships to be a rom-com or family life to be a 30-minute sitcom where at the end everything's great or what is the the, the uh, analogy like you don't learn to drive by watching The Fast and the Furious, you know, and it doesn't mean <laughs> that any of these shows are bad or they're a bad influence or they're making us think that family problems can be solved in 27 minutes and there's a laugh track yeah. in everybody's house. No, it's entertainment. Like we're, we're class, we're putting it in that category and we're enjoying it for that. And that yeah. can be really hot, really, really hot. Yeah. 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 So I think we just always need an acknowledgement if people are enjoying porn together. Like, yeah, let's just make sure, let's just make sure we're aware of that. Exactly. Because that, I mean, that slipped, that slipped me up. Like, 
you know, but to me, it's the, the one like trick I've learned. If I have a hard time wrapping my head around something about sex, I just think of like, what's the vanilla equivalent? And how would I logically look? And then it's like, oh, oh, why is the sex thing confusing me? Just because it's sex and, you know, shame in our culture. But it's really, it's, you know, it's same as anything else. So let's, I want to touch on very quickly lube because, you know, we have a, we have a shared love of a certain lube brand, but also that's a thing that people some folks have a hard time overcoming, especially folks uh, who have vaginas, who we've been socialized to think falsely to believe like, well, if we're turned on, we wouldn't need lube, blah, 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 blah. Um, Not true. And then, you know, putting that in a partnered scenario, it's like, oh, you know, this is like rubbing sandpaper on my genitals. I need some lube. What are they going to think of me? Are they going to think I'm not turned on? So let's talk about the role of lube and mutual masturbation. One, overcoming the misconceptions. And two, like, Give us the tips. What kind of lube do we use for like a marathon rubbing session? <laughs> I love a marathon rubbing session. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but listen, like nobody, nobody wants like dry, rubby fingers, right? Yeah. Like it can be super uncomfortable. Uh, tissues are super delicate, right? Like you don't want little, little tears. And the, the basics of lube, it decreases friction it increases pleasure. It makes certain sex acts like anal sex, any anal penetration, it makes it possible. Like we, we, it's better to not be having dry anal sex out there, y'all. So I just tell people when they're masturbating on their own, experiment with different types of lube, like different viscosities of different thicknesses. And depending on what you're doing in the moment, you may have a lube that you like for all kinds of different activities. There, there might not just be one go-to. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll divulge my own preferences for different activities. But like, if you're playing with toys, you might want a thicker lube. With right. essential care, has one called Toy Love. We also have Toy Fever and Toy Breeze, which gives heating and cooling sensations. They're super, super thick. So if you're using toys, they're going to stay exactly where you put it. Uh. Um, we also have my absolute go-to, which is ultra a silicone lube with only two ingredients, which it are is both silicone. my absolute go-to. Mine. My favorite. Mine. <laughs> mine. Oh, I love mine. Mine's over across the room. It's like right over there. <laughs> yeah. Like if seriously. I if I stop to think about how much of this I have used during, well, since its inception, it would just be so much. It's good for so many different things. Um, we all within within our line, we also have a couple of products that, well, I mean, we designed specifically for masturbation, but they're also great for partnered sex as well. And one of them is cream. So this Ooh, is our stroking cream, I which love is a really it. thick thick white cream and it's a coconut oil based and with heat and friction it liquefies and it is so incredibly good for stroking and earlier you had talked a little bit about edging and Mm -hmm. grooming right we're talking about that 
So sometimes I talk to, to people with penises about masturbating and edging to increase stamina mm-hmm. because I, I get that question a lot. Like, how do I last a little bit longer for my partner in bed? We have a delay cream called Ooh. Overtime. And it's a cream, so you can put it exactly where you want it. And you use a pea-sized amount, and you put it wherever you want to reduce sensation. And then within five, ten minutes, it isn't transferable to a partner. Oh, so if really? You want to be, yeah, if you want to be discreet about using it, once it absorbs, it's not going to make your partner numb, which is awesome. But if you're using it for masturbation, you can definitely use it for edging. And that's super, super cool. And the last thing, if I didn't drop it somewhere in my (laughs) office, um, the last thing, we have a clitoral massage gel called Awaken. And Awaken is really cool because it's a clear, really thick gel. Uh And it's called a massage gel because you or someone that you want to let do this um, uses it to massage you and it can be clitoral massage. It can be labial massage, just anywhere really. Uh And it has gentle waves of heating and cooling. So those are all of the things that I sort of have in my masturbation. Can we say arsenal? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And you know, I have to say tricks. (laughs) Yes. Bag of tricks, bag of, not bag of clits. Cause you have one clit. That would be be cool. If I was like, had a bag of clit, like today I'm going to use the big sensitive one. Uh, (laughs) No, but I have to say to the American fuckers listening, first of all, if you're not subscribed to our Patreon, you don't get to see the show and tell video of all the loops we just saw. And secondly, I want to give a honest, wholehearted endorsement. Seriously, Wicked Lubes are my favorite. And I'm not just saying that because Jessica's in front of my face. Uh, <laughs> They're my favorite too. Right, right. No, seriously. I, I, I can't even remember how many years it was that like the Wicked line first came out. It seems like yesterday, but it's been a, it's been a minute. Ten. Ten, ten. years. We oh just celebrated goodness. our 10th anniversary. Yep. With birthday wow. cake, we brought out birthday cake lube for our 10th anniversary. And if you don't have some, I'll make sure you do. Oh my goodness. Yes. Birthday yes. cake is my favorite flavor. And like, it's first delicious. of all, normally I'm like flavored lubes. Oh my God, your flavored lubes are so good. They are so good. Thank you. And I love the fact that, um, you know, one, they just like feel decadent quality, you know, all the things you're, you expect in the feeling and performance of a lube they have. But I love your you know, like the two ingredients in the ultra silicone. Yeah. And uh, y'all sent me a package a while ago. And there, I forget, I can't remember the name of it. It was like natural. And it had that more uh, pastel packaging. All of the simply, and it all it of was the propylene stuff. glycol free. Yeah, propylene glycol and glycerin free and paraben free. Yeah. And we're, we are, so those are our clean ingredient lubes. And we've expanded the collection to three flavors mm. as well. So the flavors in that collection, I'll make sure you get these two. Butter, uh, birthday cake is in our main line, but in the Simply line, we have passion fruit, pear, and brown sugar. <gasps> so good. What? So what? good. Okay, I got to tell you Delish. something. I got to tell you something because I, I've had health problems the last few years. One of the things I think is like mast cell activation. Long story short, one of the things it does is it makes you allergic to rando things for no reason. One of those things for me was propylene glycol. 
Uh, it has ruined my life because propylene glycol is in everything. Propylene yeah. glycol is in natural flavors that aren't really that natural, by the way. Uh, it is in everything. And I went on a hunt for lube without propylene glycol, and I could not find one. Lo and it's behold, hard. I did not realize I had sitting in my little stockpile of stuff that gets <laughs> mailed to me right in front of my face. I'm like, I looked, I'm like, wait, that label says propylene glycol free. How did I not notice that? And I appreciate that so much. You have yeah. no idea. I belong to like the propylene glycol Facebook groups where people are like, I have a TMI yeah. question, but what about lube? And I'm like, look, wicked. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. So we're all about, we're all about trying to give folks as many choices as possible because different people, they're different bodies. They work different ways. Bodies are all completely different. And what works for me not may not work for you, may not work for some of your listeners, but we really try to give as many choices so that you can find a wicked lube that works for you. Yay. Seriously, y'all yeah. do it. Yeah. This is not a paid endorsement, listeners. This is, no, this is from the not. heart. This is from the but this I is from the lubricated heart <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but i am going to send you those uh those new flavors and and i want to say something i haven't said it in any uh interview or any other space it's a it's a new thing and i'm really excited and i want to tease it here you're definitely getting the scoop um i am not only the resident sex educator for wicked sensual care but i'm also in product development I'm also the brand strategist over here, and we are about to unveil a brand new line in our collection that is going to be absolutely amazing. And I wish I could say more details right now, um, but I've already said more than I've said anywhere else. So please just you wait. It is going to be phenomenal. And I will tell you after we stop recording. Yes. Mum's the word. I will keep this secret. I will lock it tight. But I am so excited. I am so excited. Um, You know, I, I love the crap out of you. You are so amazing in so many different ways and so knowledgeable and just so like awesome. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. having me. This was so fun. What a great, like, it's a, my first live interview in so long, like my first thing so thank you thank you thank you i'm coming out of my shell right with fewer fucks right well <laughs> when you are more out of your shell and you have the fewer fucks which like i want to be you when i grow up and get rid of all those fucks i'm working on it i'm working on it just fling them Explain them all the time. I just fling fucks right and left. And fling you don't the have any fucks. <laughs> Fuck flingers. They come back though. Watch them. Watch them. They're like crabs. They totally come oh. back. You got to like keep on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fling those fucks. I, I see like a merch line in like t like fuck flinger t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you know after after you're back out of your shell and you're you're going and you're doing come back one of these days and we'll talk we'll dive into like ethical porn and the industry because it's a whole yeah. as all like you said a whole conversation that a lot of folks just yeah. don't know the ins and outs and all that fun stuff and a lot of stuff is going on in our industry right now that's making me kind of hesitant to shoot with humans so yeah i would love to talk about that yeah i'm, I'm at a really interesting intersection in my life and yeah. in my career and everything and 
you know, part of me just wants to get back out there and be the dirty whore that everyone loves um, on camera. And part of me just wants to to keep it to myself. Still be a dirty whore, of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel that. I feel that. Like our, our my listeners know and, and we talked about it. Like, I want to be a dirty whore to myself on an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean with my pet chickens. Maybe I'll have a goat. I'm, Amazing. I'm that's where I am. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Yeah, totally, totally. Yes. Uh, real quick, before we go, let folks know, and I will definitely have in the show notes, like all your links and things, but is there anything, you know, you got going on, you want to tell folks about or where folks can go to get more of you? Yes, if you want more of me, there are many places you can go, depending on what you want of me. Um, if you want lube, check out wickedcentralcare.com. If you want information about my educational series, that lives at guidetowickedsex.com. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm Jessica Drake. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm the Jessica Drake. Um, if you follow me on Instagram and you hit that link in my bio, that goes to my link tree where you can basically do anything from buy my fleshlight to check out my OnlyFans, which is onlyfans.com slash Jessica Drake. You can also support the two nonprofits that I'm a part of, which are Tending the Garden, Support for Survivors, and Feed the Streets LA, which uh, provides how, uh, support to unhoused people here in Los Angeles and also in New York. So definitely check out all of those links in my link tree. And um, I'm announcing some public appearances. I'm getting way back out there. So yeah, just check it out. Awesome. Yay. Thank you. And until next time. Bye. Bye, American fuckers. Thanks for listening to American Sex. What's that? You want more? Well, you can start by streaming our TV show on Showtime, Sex with Sunny Megatron. Then pop on over to SunnyMegatron.com. Everything's there. You can get updates on my new book, check out my sex ed and BDSM workshops, learn how to book me for your organization or for coaching. You know, we also want to hang out with you too, right? So come join our Discord community or follow along on TikTok or Instagram, Twitter, all the social media. I'm Sunny Megatron everywhere. And you can catch Ken on Twitter or tune in to his weekly D&D games on Twitch. If you want to support the show, a great way to do that is simply to tell people about it. Make a TikTok or tweet about your favorite part of this episode. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review too. And if you're a ride or die American fucker, you're going to want to join our Patreon community. We'll send you official American fucker stickers and you'll get a lot more too at patreon.com slash American sex. Now, just in case you happen to be one of the few that still has disposable income in this late stage capitalist hellscape, well, when you're shopping for a new sex toy, BDSM gear, Kink Academy membership, or other things, please patronize our sponsors and affiliates. You'll get a discount and it helps us too. Win-win. All those links and codes are in our show notes. Thanks, American fuckers. We appreciate the heck out of you. See you next time.